hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm going to give you a little heads up. The next couple of minutes are going to be relatively graphic and there's a specific reason for it. So uh, if you get queasy, if you you can't handle the concept of death or dying or killing, please just fast forward about 30, maybe 60 seconds and, and get to the other side of this. This is called American. It's a poem. It goes, there is blood on the knife and he is now dead. He cried out and screamed as I crushed his head. It may sound gory and painful to some. And he does all of this to be a bum. So there he is right over there with hardly any clothes to wear. The soldier who fought and killed for our home. The soldier who protected our life with his own. That is the one right there on the corner. He came home from war and has no order. He has no money and no house anymore. While he was gone, his family became poor. They sold his house and moved out of the state and didn't even tell him they weren't going to wait. They sent him to a mental home, thinking he was ill. What they found was that he hated to kill. He doesn't even care about his life anymore. And he's beginning to think that his wife is a whore. If not for his kids, he would have no hope. But as it is, he'll just moan and mope. The pain he feels is very real. It hurts from his head to his chest to his heel. If he could turn back the hands of time, he wouldn't change a thing. Where he knows the truth the world has beyond the borders. The reality of death, cruelty, and public prisons where the streets are littered with starvation and disease. I want that to sink in for a moment. I want you to to let that sink in for just a moment. And you might think, what the heck, Jeremiah? That's so dark, so twisted. But I'm going to take you back. Now, you know me as healthy perspectives. That's how you know me. Some of you, who listen to this, I know you know me on a much more personal level, but I'm going to turn back the clock for a moment. I'm going to take you to the beginning when this poem was created. This is a poem you have never heard before. How do I know that? Because I wrote it. I was either 17 or 18. I was in 29 Palms, California. I was out of, I went from basic to combat training. So this would have been probably August, September, uh, something like that of 1996. 
I wrote that poem. I was, I was a brand new Marine. And I was not sure why I was writing it, to be honest. I was processing, I think, looking back, that I now was a defender of you. You, the listener. I was trained with an M16. I knew how to throw grenades. I, I had been trained on the saw, the 240. Been trained with many other things. Things that are weapons of war. Things that take lives. Hand-to-hand combat. I, I knew how to repel. And I wrote this poem. I wrote this poem when I was in 29 Palms, California, when I was barely old enough to understand what it was that I was writing. But I'm going to flip this for you and give you some optimism. If I, a relatively ordinary guy, could write this with understanding at 17, maybe just turned 18 because uh, I was somewhere, I was there between like June and August, I think that's what I said, uh, maybe September or something like that. I was doing my communications training. And when I was there is when I wrote this and I had a birthday in there where I turned 18. I was 17 to 18 years old. And if I can understand this, how much do you underestimate our youth? My guess is you underestimate them a lot. You might be like, oh, Jeremiah, that's unique. You had a unique, of course I did. And so does every other youth on the planet. Every experience we have leads to our uniqueness. And for me, I got to understand this at a very early age. I know not every teenager is going to understand this. And in part, it's because you're not meeting your responsibility. Teach them. Teach them. If I can learn this at 17, it's because there were circumstances and carrying people around me who were teaching me, which is my reality. Why am I telling you all of this right now? Because what's going on in Israel, Gaza, Hamas? I want to point to something. And I want to be abundantly flipping clear on this, which is why I'm speaking so deliberately to you in hopes that maybe you will open your ears and hear. And if you hear the message, please help others hear the message. Maybe that's you sharing something from your life. Maybe that's you forwarding my podcast. I don't really care. But if you hear the message, share it. At 17 years old, I knew the responsibility 
of killing was on me. And I knew that it was not something that was a desired behavior. To kill out of desire means somebody has a lack of control. To kill out of necessity is different. And not one killing, not one murder should be celebrated. None of them. Matter of fact, I'll take you back. World War II. This is, you could go look this up. In World War II, if a soldier in any army came across a soldier who was squatting and taking a dump, did you know that they would let them finish first? There used to be an etiquette. Now, there were bad people then, just like there are now. But let's be real. Do you want to live in a world where there, where, where when there is war, there is a human expectation within it? Or do you want to live in a world where anything goes during war, rape, killing civilians, capturing people, torturing people. And I, I know this stuff has happened in every war. I'm not naive, people. But do you want there to be, look, do you want good people to fight the fight? Or do you want evil people to fight the fight? Right now, there are people, we call them Hamas, who, who use war as an excuse to forego all morality. Now, do I believe that Israel is right on everything? Of course not. There's a difference between the humanity of war and the evil of war. And it doesn't take a genius to see it. In my poem here, what I wrote was about a guy who hated to kill. Lost everything killing. Only to find out when he returned home, there was nothing waiting for him. And what did he say? He'd do it all again. Why? Because people who hate to kill are going to be more careful about the killing. They're not just going to kill everybody like this evil group we call Hamas. Now, I know I'm going to make some enemies out there, but I'm a therapist. I'm a counselor. And as a counselor, everything should be done with intentionality. Sticking a baby in an oven 
That's not wartime activity. Raping people is not wartime. I don't care if it's if it's Israel doing it, if it's Hamas doing it, if it's the United States or Germany or Russia or Ukraine or France. I don't care. Anybody who does that garbage is evil. So when you look at the landscape out there, it's my hope that you will remember, you will remember that there is a difference between killing and murder. There is. Factually speaking, there is a difference between killing and murder. If if somebody sticks a gun to your head and you have a way of defending yourself, but it means they die, that is not murder. That is killing. You will have to live with the image and the feeling and all of the things that come associated with that. Just like in my poem. But that's not murder. That's killing. That's different. There's a morality built into it. If you take self-defense and you know how to protect yourself and evil comes to your door and you protect yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we call in the clinical world a boundary. It's a boundary. You are protecting yourself. Now, is that an excuse to do immoral behavior and kill and pretend or murder and pretend it's killing? Absolutely not. Is there a fine line between the two? Absolutely there is. Most of the time, the vast majority of the time, it's not hard to tell the difference. I know this might have felt a little bit dark for you today, but with the way that the world is going, I wanted to clarify this. And I couldn't think of a better way to do it than to help you see that at 17, maybe just turned 18. I was able to figure it out. If you're much older than that, you know. And I wanted to encourage you, encourage you. Why? Because our 17-year-olds, our 18-year-olds, our 19-year-olds are capable of understanding this. If you still, if you, you listening, step up and meet your responsibility. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this was helpful. Please like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, and have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot, so we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms, but you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com, or you can check out our website at 
healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much. Thank you.